Hello, everyone. This is Brian Kirkner again with Good Dog Workshop. As always, I am joined by Carlos Marino. How are you, Carlos? Hey, Brian. I am pleased to be with you as well. We are your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there, and there is plenty. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank everyone for joining us. So today we are doing part two in our series of dog breeds, and we're kind of starting with the, the most popular breeds uh, in the U.S. Yesterday we did uh, we did German Shepherds, and and Carlos, you found out that they're kind of the most popular breed across the world, right? Yeah, they say commonplace. But and then when I think about it, I go, how the heck would they know that? I mean, how do you take a survey of the world? <laughs> but for sure, one of the most popular breeds in the world, and the lab for sure here in the U.S. is yeah. uh, ranked as number one uh, most common dog in the U.S. Anyway. Okay, so let's give the give our listeners some statistics on uh, on the Labrador Retriever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- this is a I mean, the name Labrador, let's start with that, is uh, it's a province in, Ca- in Canada. Yeah. So, but it's really more of a Newfoundland dog, Newfoundland, I guess, if you will. Yeah, that's what, that's what we've read. Yeah, the date of origin, 1800s, uh, companion dog, but more like a working dog, hence the name Retriever. And its purpose really was to retrieve waterfowl. So they go out uh, and are are already bred to be gentle when they bite down on whatever you're hunting. In this right. case, uh, some kind of duck. But also, um, well, the first thing I found out that was cool when I was younger was they have actually webbed feet. Right. So the Labrador Retriever really is a true water dog. And I can remember even when they're young and puppy-like, if you have, let's say, you happen to be in your backyard and there's a a baby pool they'll get in it they'll just get in it and and kind of know that they're water dogs so that's kind of cool about them but yeah a water dog a a gun dog uh bred for uh retrieving but has subsequently been uh also known to be very very good with kids other animals considered a soft breed and to that extent brian we also have similarly the golden retriever yeah and i know some people are going to get mad for us grouping them together, but the the temperaments are, are very similar. The size is very similar. They you know they both originated from from Great Britain um, uh, in, initially, and then the the uh, Golden Retriever um, has uh, has uh, some Scottish um, bloodlines in in there as well. Yeah. Um, but similar temperaments, you know the the AKC calls the the Labrador Retriever as its three words: friendly, active, and outgoing. And the Golden Retriever is friendly, intelligent, and devoted. And it, you know, I'm not going to say that they're interchangeable, but they're very similar in, in temperaments. However, I will say through you know the work that I do, the behavioral work, I have encountered somewhat recently four very dominant very headstrong uh male golden retrievers and i can't remember last time i worked with a really tough um labrador retriever so you know in my recent experience there's been been some interesting uh, differences there um but i think i think they are are very very similar um i like the lab because he's got a shorter coat so he's easier to keep clean yeah and if you want to break down the statistics, I think they're technically speaking, the golden is supposed to be a little bit smaller of a dog, but, it, but it's interesting why the lab is number one in the U S popularity and the 
gold and is number three, right? We don't know if they're so similar. Why is there such a difference? It might be what you said, just easier to, to maintain the coat. Sure. Now, uh, as far as colors go, we obviously know that there are, is a light-colored lab. Called yellow. Yellow. Um, and some will argue and say they're actually almost white, I guess. Yeah. they come out yeah, white. Some- Right. Some people say there's a white lab. The AKC doesn't doesn't recognize that. And not that, you know, we live by their rules alone. But, um, uh, you know, also people will say that there's an English lab, which is blockier. And again, yeah. you know, and, and, and people will say that American lab tends to be skinnier and maybe a little more uh, a little more of a, of a of a working type dog, higher energy, that sort of thing. But, you know, either either way, we still this is this is a breed that, that we love and is and is very popular. Um, so yeah, you got the, got the yellow lab. And then when you and I first met, you had two black labs. Well, they were mixes, but, but Lucas definitely looked like a black lab. Yeah. And, and that's absolutely right. When I first really started focusing on dog behavior and working with you, especially, I did have the two black lab mix and, and they were really almost, even though they were mixed, they were, the temperament was very lab like, you know, Yeah, very much. So. Um, but very, very, uh, uh, good-natured dogs wanting to please, easy to train. Yeah. Um, and the one, the one male that really had a, a black lab coat. I remember, man, I love this coat. Very shiny. They also have a double coat. Um, part of that's probably for dealing with the cold weather up there, where they're uh, they were bred, but also oily, and right. uh, maybe that's for repelling water as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but but fantastic dogs, very easy to train. One of my favorite uh, dogs, and also very. <laughs> If you like grabbing your dogs, they're fun to grab because they have floppy, they have floppy, yeah, they have floppy ears. Got, and, seem to have kind of like extra skin everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they have extra skin. They have a big chest. You know, it says yeah, they have well-sprung ribs, so they right. have a big meaty chest. You can just pat on them all day long. They don't care, right? So, so a very, a very good and fun breed. Um, so those, and, those and, are the black labs. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So, and then the uh, the third uh, recognized is the uh, is the chocolate lab, and and I've got one. Uh, somewhere around here right now, um, Ariel, my, my girlfriend's chocolate lab, um, love this dog. Lots of fun. She's a fantastic assistant at work, but she is so high energy. She doesn't let me relax at home. Her brother tank, who my good buddy Josh has down the street, um, tank is less high energy, but I, in my experience, the chocolate labs have a lot more energy and I would see, say tend towards anxiety more than the yellow and certainly more than, more than the black. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this and I've had, had plenty of people agree with me and, and plenty of people not agree with me. But, um, in my experience, yeah, the, the chocolate labs are, um, are a little bit, uh, a little bit more challenging just because of that, that energy level and, and that, seeming anxiety that they have well and it's and it's interesting i've never had a chocolate lab but it's interesting when i when i looked at breeders the cho- the chocolate lab is always gonna gonna be the more expensive color oh really absolutely man i, I remember after my dogs passed my my uh, uh black lab mixes i was looking again and did some research and man the chocolate labs are always the most expensive ones the black are usually the least expensive one and uh and then the yellow ones are kind of commonplace somewhere in between but yeah Mm -hmm. if you if you like the chocolate lab and you want to get a chocolate lab you're going to pay more interesting okay for for sure but but all all pretty much similar temperaments 
Uh, and uh, let's see. Um, and and let me just add on that real yeah. quick. Generally, a very stable temperament, and that's why they're number one on the list year after year. Is because you know you know what you're getting. You get a lab, and generally you're going to get a, a really solid dog, a dog who does not tend towards aggression, and typically a dog that does not uh, you know isn't so destructive as as other breeds because they don't tend towards anxiety. So you're really you know, you're not guaranteed, but you can, you can bet that you're going to get a pretty solid dog when you get a Labrador retriever. So that's why, that's why they're, they're so, so popular and so likable. Well, let's, let's look at this for a second. We talked about the German Shepherd being not a beginner dog. Let's say on a scale of one to five, five being the most challenging dog you could have, or one being a beginner dog, pretty easy to train and uh, a lot less, uh, I guess you could say, skill required in being right. their, their handler. Where would you have the German Shepherd and then the Lab? German Shepherd, I'd probably put it a four because it's the, not the most difficult, but because they tend towards anxiety and then that anxiety you know, is oftentimes expressed through them using their teeth on something or someone they shouldn't. Um, yeah, I'd say you want to be a little more skilled, know what you're getting into. How about you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's... <clears throat> It's interesting because uh, I, I'm thinking to myself, man, if I was a beginner, when have I ever been a beginner? But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's that's the ego part of me getting out here. But it, no, but seriously, I, the German Shepherd, like you said, is almost too smart for it. It's just a very sharp dog. So I would I would say yeah, three four, and then the lab I would say is a one. You know, it's very easy, but. Let's be fair here. There are some cons. Do you want to start with that, or do you want me to go ahead and take it? No, I'll let you go ahead. I And I would say a Labrador Retriever, I'd give it a one with an asterisk, and then asterisk being they're energetic. It's not an easy dog because you just, you know, put it on the couch, and then it, 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 just, it just sleeps all day long. They want to do something, so it's an easy dog, but if you don't exercise it, then it's not such an easy dog to have around. But, yeah, you go ahead and, and talk about the cons, because you talked about the pros quite a bit. Yeah, and that's, and that's a good point because one asterisk, but really should there be an asterisk because really if you're getting into owning a dog, you should already kind of have that baseline understanding of, hey, a dog needs something to do. At least walk them, right? So if you, if right. you at least are doing the basic stuff, then the lab is a, a truly one level, yep. beginner level dog. But yeah, if you're trying to get in and say, well, I want to treat this dog like a cat. We've talked about this so many times, right? <clears throat> then yeah, it it can be very very destructive dog, right? I mean, we talk. I mean, this, these dogs like to chew. Sure. They like to, they love to have things in their mouth. They love right. to they retrieve things, find things, bring them back, investigate. You're right, right. Um, the other thing is they shed. We talked about shedding before. Uh, it doesn't look like they would shed much at first glance, right? Because they're, <laughs> right. They, you're like, well, you know, it's a short uh, short coat. Short coat. Forget it. It will shed. Uh, maybe not as much as the German Shepherd. No, but, no, not, but it, not nearly but, so bad. But, yeah. but it it will shed a lot. Um, but shorter hair means probably easier to vacuum if right. you were going to go go that route. Uh, the other thing I was I was I was going to say was um, they have a tremendous appetite. I mean, all, almost all dogs love to eat, but these dogs uh, they don't have a like a limiter. Like they just don't <laughs> yeah. they don't they don't know when they're full. <laughs> yeah, they don't get full. So if you're one of these people, you're saw, oh, my dog looks hungry. They're giving me those eyes, <laughs> right? The labs have a really cute face. You know, they have this 
uh, very friendly shaped eyes. And uh, if you're a sucker for that, you're going to end up feeding your dog. It'll get it'll get heavier and heavier. I mean, the weight range, they say, uh, obviously, males are going to be a little bit heavier, but they shouldn't really exceed 75 to 80 pounds. And that includes a golden retriever. Um, so, but it's not uncommon to see a lab hitting 90, 95. And then yeah. you're getting into a large size dog when they really should be about medium, medium level. So they will eat, 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 eat. So keep your food away if you can. Uh, make sure you have uh, some discipline with that. So that's kind of the things I can think about up front as far as uh, cons. They, they have a tremendous appetite. You got to be careful for them gaining weight. Well, I mean, you know, this is this is kind of a, a joke, I guess. But, the, you know, this this statement is kind of funny. So a con could be that. My dog thinks everyone is his friend, and so he wants to go up to everyone, or he'll just go up to every dog, and not every dog is going to be friendly with a, you know, big happy lab just bounding up to them. So sometimes for some people that that can be kind of a con, but a friendly dog, an overly friendly dog being a con, you know, I'm not sure if that's that's the right uh, right way to word well, it. Well, um, now that you that you mentioned that, I will I will piggyback on that. One thing that 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 happens a lot that you won't read about with labs is they'll knock people over. Oh yeah. So be, not because they're trying to intentionally knock you over, but because they're so agreeable and, and enthusiastic. And they and like they, to lick. And they like to lick, but their tail, their tail will keep going. And when their tail goes uh, as intensely as it, as it does, oftentimes they end up, the back of their butt will end up going. And so it's like a, it's like, it's like a domino effect. And what, what ends up happening a lot of times is they'll come down the stairs with all this momentum or they'll run up to you and they can't slow themselves down. <laughs> So a lot of people have gotten injured with labs, knocking them over, you know, being a little too excitable. Um, so that could be a concept. So, so they, they're, they're, they're not a large, large dog, but they sometimes don't know what to do with all their momentum. And that could be a little bit dangerous um, if you're not careful about uh, uh, where they're coming from. And if you have small children, they get knocked over quite often. And, but it's, again, it's not intentional. Right. And I would, I would say along those lines, that's probably one of the most common things that, that we help people with, uh, who call us that have Labrador retrievers is they'll say, my dog jumps on me or my dog jumps on guests when they come into the, to the home. And it's just out of friendliness. Like I said, I can't remember the last dominant lab that I've worked with, Yeah, but they will jump up on you. They'll put their paws on your chest or your, or your stomach or your shoulders to say hi. But like you said, you know, the demeanor, the tail, the body language, the intention is not malicious at all. It's, I want to get to know you right now and I want to lick your, lick your face and see who you, who you are. So, you know, the worst thing is they don't respect boundaries, but that's usually a pretty easy fix. But yeah, it's very, very rare to, to see any malicious in, intention in, in a, uh, a Labrador retriever, hence why they're the, you know, the number one breed in the nation year after year. Um, yeah. so, so how can we tie in some of what we've talked about with, uh, with golden retrievers then? Well, the golden retriever, we said similar dog, similar life expectancy, similar weight range, I, I, I will I will say that I didn't know this, but there's two recognized colors for the golden retriever, and and which which which, which would kind of surprise some people because you're like, well, golden retriever, they're, they're golden, right? Um, but there's actually a cream colored, which is I guess almost white, and then there's actually a gold golden retriever uh, color, which is in my mind, I don't know if it's gold, it's more, eh, it's like a what, like a brownish shimmer. Yeah, red, I, red, like a reddish shimmer. Yeah, like almost almost a rust or a bronze in some cases, and and sometimes they can get really dark that they uh, they look like a um, an Irish setter even. But yeah, generally, you know, they they call it that uh, that golden kind of rusty colored. But the golden retriever, uh, I think more more commonplace 
in modern day times as an assistant dog. A lot of times we'll see the golden uh, for the blind people, disabled people. They seem to be bred. There's a line that's being bred for uh, just service alone. So maybe that's why we don't see them as much anymore as family because they're maybe being specialized in that way. It could, it could be. I was also thinking that, you know, generally it seems like the, the Goldens are a little bit more low-key than the, than the Labs. And so maybe when people go to pick out a, a puppy, they want a more exuberant dog. You know, they yeah. want to feel like, oh, this dog is excited to see me, whereas maybe the Goldens are a, just a hair uh, uh, a little bit less excitable, a little bit more low-key, which maybe makes them better as, uh, as service dogs or why certain groups, you know, uh, choose them to be service dogs is is maybe for that reason. Uh, but I think I think there's a lot of a lot of similarities um, uh, between them. And I've worked with plenty of people who have goldens who you know their their dogs also jump on people when they when they come in. But I would say overall they tend to be a little bit a uh, little bit quieter in in energy and and temperament. They still like to walk around with uh, with something in their mouth and they'll still you know mouth you and they like to like to play. Um, the coat, the coat is more, is more work, but I would, I would say that a, a golden retriever sheds less than a, than a Labrador retriever. So that's a, that's a plus for that. Uh, one thing I did pick up here too, that's interesting is it looks like they don't have that, that those wide webbed feet as much as the lab. They, they say here, in fact, cat like feet have hair growing between pads. So. Yeah, and, and what, what, the, what that means is it's a more compact foot, is that the, that the toes are a little bit kind of closer together and they don't spread yeah. quite so much like the, like the lab. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't, um, hadn't thought about that before. But uh, all, all things considered, you know, if you're going to, you have a choice, there's really not too much of a difference there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, we don't mean that in a negative way. We don't want to get people calling uh, calling us up saying you guys don't know the difference. They're different. Dog. We we do understand the art. We're just talking about as far as temperament goes for yeah. a a family pet for you know an individual or a family companion. Both are both are equally equally good dogs and right up there with you know uh, some of the easiest dogs to have. So I would also give a uh, give a, a golden retriever a number one on the easiness scale. Yeah, and and also you you. For that reason, you see a lot of these dogs mixed with other breeds. Sure. Um, and that's for a good reason. Well, you know, it's lab mix, okay? Uh, and so a lot of times they, you get some of those characteristics um, as well. But but the other thing I will say is from experience, I do think there is a difference between English and American. And, and you pointed out earlier, Brian, a little bit of that is I do believe the English lab is a smaller version. Some will say more authentic lab version. It's... It's a little bit stockier. It's a little bit smaller. The tail is, in my opinion, a little bit more otter-like, like its original mm -hmm. design was. But if I were to get a lab, I would try to get an English lab, just because in my uh, in my preference would be have a less a lower energy dog as I'm getting older, especially. So so there's something there to look at. English versus American, um, but but uh, very easy dog, and um, I would say for sure one on the on the scale.
Yeah, definitely. And and I agree with you. I like the softer, the blockier features of the uh, of what they call the, the English lab versus, you know, a, a, an American lab or whatever, whatever may call it. Either way, just as with with all breeds, it comes down to the individual temperament. And do you mesh with this dog that's that's right in front of you, whether it's, you know, it's a dog that you that you own or you're thinking about adopting or you're fostering or your neighbor's dog, your friend's dog that you're just going to play with. It's it's you and that dog right there in that moment. How do you feel about each other? And if you like the dog, then you know, fantastic. That can be a, a great dog for, for you to enjoy. Yeah. And I, I, the last thing I will say is, I mean, this is common more and more now with, with dogs that end up being large in size, even though this is not quite the largest dog, they will still suffer from arthritis as they get over, uh, as they get older, hip dysplasia and that sort of thing. Right. So maybe for that reason, make sure for, sh- uh, make sure, especially with this breed that they don't overeat and, and they're not, um, uh, heavier than this they're supposed to be because it, it will, uh, grind them down as they get older for sure yeah that's an that's an excellent point to uh to make sure that the they don't they're not allowed to put on so much weight because their hips and also just like with german shepherds they can they can have spine issues and arthritis as well so it's better to keep a a big bone solid dog like this on the on the lighter side now you know not skinny where you can see the ribs all the time but not so that you know he's chunky and from behind he he waddles um yeah. Yeah, and it's tough because you know you own a lab, and you're like, "Well, is this the coat or is this the fat?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many exactly. and how many people have a scale lying around? You know, oh, is my dog over? You know what I mean? Yeah, is my dog overweight? But but um, but yeah, be careful with that sort of thing. But otherwise, a great dog, yeah. great entry level. I guess if you uh, if you at least exercise them, but but awesome if, if especially if you're a water person, if you like to be in the water, you like you have a, you have a boat, you have to go fishing, fantastic. You know, they'll yeah, get all, yeah. they'll get all the exercise without you having to do anything. They'll go in, swim, come back, and no problem. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. okay, well, we will uh, we will be back um, possibly later today, but uh, but certainly tomorrow with some other breeds. Um, yep. Like I said, we're going to tend to do the the most popular, and then maybe go into some personal preferences of what we like best, or maybe some of the funniest stories we've we've encountered with dogs or. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know for you know when we when we do the introduction to the podcast, we're saying, hey, we'll sift through all the ridiculous. But knowing the breed tendencies and the origins will help you understand better what you have or what you will have if you're looking at a certain breed. So this is this is this is fun to look into, but it's also very useful when we are discussing temperament because you'll get a better understanding of why the dog was designed this way and what does that mean for you as the dog gets older and does it actually is it actually compatible with your lifestyle so this is this has helped us and i know it will help you um even if you think you've already know if, even if you think you already know about uh breed you'd be surprised how much other stuff you'll learn so always, yeah chance, chances are you'll you'll learn something else and and i just want to just want to clarify one thing that you said there carlos just just to be yeah. clear for for anyone nitpicky the the breed tendencies we're talking about are tendencies it's what's likely to happen a herding sure. dog is likely to be like this a gun dog or a sporting dog is likely to be like this not absolutely will be just uh, just tendencies so yeah. well that wraps it up for today thank you everyone for for joining us we appreciate it as usual we'd like to see your uh, your comments and questions and and please review us on on iTunes um, follow us on Facebook we've got got all sorts of cool pictures and good information going there um, and uh, if you have any questions feel free to call me directly at 703-489-1319 or just email at brian at gooddogworkshop.com. Thanks for being here, Carlos. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.